Hello, Texas Values friends. Welcome to the Texas Values Report. Thank you for joining in with us, whether it's with Facebook Live or by the radio. I hope you're enjoying this weather, even though it's a little gloomy. I hope that you're enjoying the cool down and hopefully we'll have an actual winter here soon. Today I have with me uh, Patrick Von Dolan and um, Mike Knuffy. They're both plaintiffs in a lawsuit uh, to sue the city of Ten- San Antonio for denying Chick-fil-A a place in the San Antonio airport. For those of you who remember last legislative session, there was a law passed called the Save Chick-fil-A Bill. And though uh, it's called the Save Chick-fil-A Bill, um, it had to do with what happened in San Antonio. It's basically a religious freedom law that says you cannot deny a business, a government contract, or any type of legal agreement just because they make donations based upon their religious speech or religious freedom. And so we want to welcome Mike and Patrick to the show. Uh, Thank you for joining us. And can you talk a little bit about uh, what happened in San Antonio um, that, you know, Chick-fil-A wasn't allowed to have a restaurant in the San Antonio airport. Uh, thank you, and, and good morning, and, and thanks for having us on. This is Mike. And uh, Mary Elizabeth, uh, essentially what happened is last March, March 21st, 2019, the city of San Antonio uh, council voted against having Chick-fil-A at the uh, airport. Now, originally, there were a, there was a council member that said, that we don't want uh, to incite uh, the LGBT community and those kinds of things. And then there was another comment made that my constituents don't like the idea. And so they ruled against it based on on what you just stated, that is their religious rights to give to whomever they want. Later on, the mayor and some others indicated, well, we wanted some local flavor, and they start back, uh, w- walking it back. We wanted some local uh, Tex- Texas Mexican food, and, and plus uh, Chick-fil-A is not open on, on Sunday, and you know, all kinds of other issues. And so this case went viral, as you probably know, and it was adjudicated in the court of public opinion across this uh, United States. And thank God for... Uh, for the legislation that was passed and the government uh, governor signed uh, and it came in effect uh, September 1st. And then we uh, filed our lawsuit at that point. Wow. Yeah, that's very interesting. I know that uh, it was even rumored that one city council member actually said that uh, it was because Chick-fil-A donated to these groups that they deemed, you know, anti-LGBT, but they were actually just religious groups like the Salvation Army and Fellowship of Christian Athletes. That's correct. Not only that, they they, uh, they mentioned, this is Patrick, um, they mentioned that these groups, Salvation Army and Fellowship of Christian Athletes, they are considered hate groups because they, they teach the truth. They use the Bible to, to educate people, and therefore uh, they consider that to be hate speech against the uh, homosexuality and the LGBT community. So they, and then on top of that, uh, one of the comments that was made also from the dais, actually in session March 21st by Councilman Manny Palaez of District 8, he said um, a lot of people say, or some people say, that the, the uh, symbol of Chick-fil-A is a symbol of hate. 
And the last thing I want to see is the first thing when somebody gets off the plane is to see that see a symbol of hate. And so we're we're talking about outright, um, incredibly uh, obtuse comments that are directed at anybody that has a belief in this case in in Christ in Jesus Christ. And so, but any and all people of faith, all business owners of religious conviction should be very concerned that the next time they turn around and give to an organization that the city, and they have contracts with City San Antonio, the City of San Antonio might take their contracts away too. Right, that's right, and that's exactly why the law was passed. You know, it may be Chick-fil-A today, and some people say, well, Chick-fil-A is a big corporation if they don't have a place in the San Antonio airport, they survive. But there are so many small business owners, you know, who uh, express their religious beliefs or donate, you know, to religious organizations and even their churches. It was even brought up on the Senate floor that, you know, tithing uh, could be be seen as, you know, a form of hate speech. So, you know, it could be Chick-fil-A today or a small business tomorrow. And that's exactly why this law was passed. And we're glad that, you know, Someone is litigating on that. So tell me a little bit about how um, you thought or you had the courage to actually bring a lawsuit uh, against the city of San Antonio. I'm sure plenty of people were upset, but what kind of inspired you to say, hey, you know, I've been paying attention to what's happening at the legislature. How about I just sue the city of San Antonio based on that law? What were your thoughts in doing that? Well, <clears throat> this is Mike again. Uh, the moment it, it passed, we knew we had to do something. So most of the plaintiffs are connected to the San Antonio Family Association, and we're an okay. association here in San Antonio, also known as Texas Family Across Texas. And we organized the San Antonio Family Association and Texas Family for this purpose, and that is to protect, defend, and promote the family, the most basic unit of society. So right when this passed, we knew we had to do something. So uh, the issue was standing. Did we have standing? And the new legislation purely uh, or clearly stated that we have standing, yet we could not find any local representation uh, that would get beyond that. They said, no, nah, you have no standing. We talked to, uh, I don't know, half a dozen attorneys, I guess. And uh, <clears throat> fortunately, through... Uh, through a friend of a friend, we were able to find this current attorney, and he indicated that, yes, we do indeed, he believes we have standing. And so that's what kind of, um, now he said he could, we couldn't do anything until after September 1st, so I, I want to say it was Memorial Day, and then, you know, mm -hmm. but there were a couple of days there, but I think it was actually filed on the 5th, if I'm not mistaken, September 5th, Patrick saying yes. So uh, one of the arguments, the two arguments in, in, in the court last Thursday was standing, as I already mentioned, whether or not we have the legal authority or ability to sue the city. And the second was um, retroactive, um, retroactive back to uh, enforcing the law, the legislation that passed back to March 21st of 2019. And so... Uh, we were successful in making those arguments. Our attorney was. He's very good. Successful in making those arguments. And fortunately, the, uh, David Canal is the uh, judge that we were assigned to, uh, agreed with us. And so we, he, 
essentially says we can hear the case here and that there has still been ramifications from that, that decision back in March uh, 21st of 2019 all the way to today. And let me expand on that a little bit. Uh, just a, uh, a few months ago, Whataburger was thinking about leasing that space. And then they found out there was litigation pending. They said, yeah, we'd sure like to be there where Chick-fil-A was going to be, but we're not going to do anything until that case is settled. And I guess the, the significance there, uh, Mary Elizabeth, is the taxpayer owns and funds the city of, uh, of uh, San Antonio's airport. That's kind of like our mall out there. And so to be uh, responsible uh, economically, the city should make certain that that is leased and it's leased to the best tenants they can, they can find. And in the Chick-fil-A case, we had a lease where it would have been so much per square foot, but also there was a, um, a shared revenue kicker in there. And so they'd get 5 or 10% on top of sales on top of that. And so here's the space that is literally open and not being leased to anyone, not to Whataburger, not to Chick-fil-A. And so there's a fiduciary responsibility the city council has, and they have, they, there's been a derelict of duty here. And I, I'd like to say this, Patrick, and, and with – we want to thank Texas Values for your leadership and, you know, I think helping draft the, the legislation as well as helping uh, push it through, through the legislative process to get it into a bill to be signed into law. Without, without that law, uh, that wouldn't have given us standing to actually uh, act on it. And so it, it's been a, a great tandem and uh, continue to, to the San Antonio Family Association continues to appreciate and continue to uh, work with Texas Values on that because it's been a, a one-two punch from that standpoint that, that uh, the legislation gave us legs to stand on and uh, we, we decided to act on that. And it's, you know, it, there's, there's uh, repercussions that come with that, but it's worth doing because it's, it's for not only for everybody that's in business today that is, has deeply held religious convictions, but it's also for our children and children's children because now's the time of this fight. And with, with, with um, the current attitude of local city councilmen here in San Antonio, they think that their attempts are to truly remove God from government and to replace our heritage with a, with a made-up history, uh, our, our politically correct history. And uh, so the fight is on in San Antonio is the heart of you know, the heart of Texas. And we know that as, uh, as Texas goes, so goes the United States. And, and it's crucial that uh, people stand up and, and keep, keep in touch, but also come stand up. We actually are open now with this, with the, the legs, the, the extended legs we have with our attorney and, um, and doing such a great job in court last, on the 9th of January and, and, De- and Judge David Canales seeing the light that uh, this is the, the prudent thing to do is to allow us the, this case to continue, dismissing the city's motion to dismiss our case. Um, it, yet uh, we want to extend again an invitation to anybody that, that travels to the San Antonio airport and would uh, purchase Chick-fil-A sandwiches or nuggets, whatever, if it was there, we, we want to extend an invitation again for anybody that would like to join us. They can email us at info at San Antonio Family Association.com. That's I-N-F-O at San Antonio Family Association.com spelled out. They're welcome to join us, whether it be legislators, legislators and uh, there's no cost uh, to do so. We're, we're um, our, our attorney is, uh, is on a contingency basis, and, and but we're helping. Try, we're, we're also helping cover his costs, 
And so we welcome any donations and everything of support to help, to help cover the legal costs. But uh, email us at info at San Antonio Family Association. If you'd like to be a part of, of the lawsuit, and uh, as a plaintiff, we're, we're open to taking on more plaintiffs. The more, the merrier. It's not just about us. It's about religious liberty for all of us, especially business owners uh, who have deep, deeply held Christian and other religions, religious faiths. Yeah, that's great. And I just wanted to recap for our listeners and our watchers on Facebook Live. So there was a hearing January 9th. So you mentioned how you first filed the case, you know, after Labor Day, but there was another hearing uh, last week. And that hearing was because the city of San Antonio actually wanted to dismiss the case and they wanted to dismiss the case on two grounds. And that was, um, you know, standing, like you said, and also uh, whether or not you could sue um, based on a law that was, you know, passed um, or based on something the law was passed after the incident. And so the judge actually said that you could continue. And he said you could continue because discrimination is still occurring. And I like how you touched on the point that something that I didn't know that that space in the airport is still empty. And that, you know, still affects the taxpayers of San Antonio. Um, You know, that's not beneficial to the city or the airport, that that space, you know, is empty. It's not generating revenue. And, you know, Chick-fil-A would have done really well there, except for, you know, the discrimination that the city council um, imposed on them. So I want you to kind of mention again, you know, how people can get involved. Uh, I know that you said you can take more plaintiffs, but uh, is there any, you know, advice you want to give to people who want to stand up for religious freedom, whether it's in San Antonio or, you know, in their own city? And can you just give them advice and encouragement on being bold, kind of like you were in bringing this lawsuit? Well, uh, there's always uh, safety in numbers. And so people feel more comfortable taking this on because in, in large part, you get discriminated against and uh, you get chastised and publicly. We've, uh, all, lots of uh, all the people at Texas Values have, have experienced that, volunteers at Texas Values. Uh, the, the board and members of San Antonio Family Association, our volunteers, have all faced it. When you're standing for truth, you, you're you're going to be persecuted, and sometimes publicly, and sometimes it might get heated. So it's always great to have have a group of people. And one of the reasons why we started a group apostolate like the San Antonio Family Association is so we can do it together. And two, it's not about us. It's not about our names out there. It's about promoting the cause. And at some point in time. Uh, none of us will be here, and we want somebody to come in and, and run and have the organization to and have the credentials of the organization already to go in and be more effective. So I encourage people to get involved with Texas Values. I encourage people to get involved with the San Antonio Family Association. And uh, you can find us at SanAntonioFamilyAssociation.com, all spelled out, SanAntonioFamilyAssociation.com, uh, on the website, Facebook and, and Instagram, uh, San Antonio Family Association. Twitter is SA Family. SA family and and um, the um, but uh, it's crucial that if all we're doing is is being apathetic, sitting on our couches or even not sitting on our couches, but being busy with our lives because all of us uh, have families and whether it be sports games for our kids, whatever other activities, life is hectic. But we can have our basic freedoms ripped out from underneath our feet as we're busy with our lives, if we don't raise our head and decide to get involved. And it's, it's crucial and incumbent upon each one of us citizens 
to stand up for what's right and good. And so I highly encourage everybody that's listening to the show today and everybody here in the future in a podcast to, to become active. And if you're not comfortable doing it on your own, it's better to do it with a group anyway. And, and uh, so you can find us at San Antonio Family Association and uh, on, the, on the website and social media. But if you're interested in becoming part of the, of the lawsuit and being a plaintiff, you travel through San Antonio Airport and would eat at Chick-fil-A if there was one there. Uh, info at San Antonio Family Association.com is where they can reach us. Send us an email, info at San Antonio Family Association.com. But it, it, Mike has a great story. During the, during the proceedings of the trial, of, of the hearing on January 9th, we're at the county courthouse and there's a break. And, and I'll, give, I'll give you an example before Mike gives his. But the, the interesting thing is there's a Starbucks in the basement of the Bear County Courthouse. And if Bear County took on the same attitude as the city of San Antonio, there should be no Starbucks there because Starbucks is a big promoter of homosexuality and also Planned Parenthood, and which is uh, offensive to, to many people, including myself, as it attacks life and attacks marriage uh, in their promotion and using that. So in that case, there should be no Starbucks there if they continue this. And I know a lot of people like their coffee, but um, that's another example of how uh, this can continue to go, and and uh, if it uh, and it should be fought. And so, my, while during a break, while we're waiting for Judge David Canales' uh, uh, his decision, uh, when he came back, we had about 30 minutes or so, and, and uh, Mike got his his uh, shoes shined, and it led to a great conversation with the shoe shiner. Yeah, so I was there. <clears throat> this lady's been there for many many years. She has two boots where she shines shoes. I said, "How long have you been here?" She goes, "Oh, long, long time." And I asked her about our judge, if she shined his shoes. She goes, oh, no, no, he's got, he's tight, and he, he's got kids in college and that type of stuff. I said, I understand. And I said, how about this guy? Oh, no, I don't get a lot of business sometimes from the judges. I said, well, um, so you have a contract with the county? She said, yes. I said, uh, so have you ever, she said, what, what is this uh, case about? I said, well, let me ask you this. Have you ever given to um, Salvation Army before? She goes, oh, no. I said, you mean to tell me all the years walking into Walmart, you never saw the guy ring in the bell and throw a couple of uh, coins into his, uh, his bucket, his red bucket? She said, oh, yes, I have. I said, it's good that you're with the county and not with the city because chances are you might lose your contract. She says, what do you mean? I said, well, that's essentially what Chick-fil-A was punished for, is giving to the Salvation Army, and they have a contract with the city or they wanted to have a contract with the city. She said, you're kidding. I said, no. She goes, you're going to win this case. You're, I'm telling you. I said, pray for us. She goes, you're going to win this case. And ironically, we walked in and we won the case. So, yes. so my, the point in sharing that, Mary, is, is mm-hmm. that uh, everybody can have a conversation. It's got to be on the forefront of our minds. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Mike was, was right on spot on to, to have that conversation. And, and I encourage your listeners to to use that as an example to say this has got to be in the forefront of our mind, just as our as our children, as our spouses and our children and our and our families are on the forefront of our minds. How we help them each day, we got to think about how we help our children's children to live in to live in this world that is um, where we have active elected officials trying to remove God from government, trying to eradicate our our heritage, and it's got to be on the forefront of our mind. So engaging conversations. And then, and then take and, and uh, pray about it and take it into action. So hopefully that's encouraging to anybody to be able to have a one-on-one conversation with anybody they meet. Yeah, that's right. And that's a really good allegory to, you know, in this podcast on, you know, 
that it relates to the average person. And, you know, some people get intimidated by constitutional law and they're confused by religious freedom. But, you know, it can be very personal that, you know, as a person who's contracting with the city or the state, that you could lose that just for, you know, showing your generosity, you know, through your religious beliefs. Well, thank you so much, Mike and Patrick, for coming on, you know, the Texas Values Report. I uh, hope you have a good weekend, and thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for having us. Please, please keep up with us and, and follow us on San Antonio Family Association. Keep up with the court hearing. We're waiting to hear. We have heard back from the city, and uh, they're asking for an extension of, of the time they have to respond. But it looks like we're probably going in, into a discovery is what is the direction it looks like it's going. So uh, we would encourage anybody to to follow us and, and uh, stay up to date and join us if they like to as plaintiffs in the lawsuit if they travel to San Antonio. San Antonio info at San Antonio Association.com. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. All right, in our few minutes that we have left, you know, we want to take some time to uh, celebrate that yesterday was uh, Religious Freedom Day in our nation. And with that, the president actually made a few proclamations from the White House in a very special phone call. And in that proclamation, three rules were proposed that will help protect religious freedom. Uh, the first uh, says that, you know, religious student groups should be on the equal footing as secular groups on college campuses. So many of you may have heard how religious groups at college campuses, you know, face certain barriers that they have to overcome in order just to exist on a college campus. Well, this new proposed rule would say that colleges can no longer do that or show a different treatment to religious groups that they do to secular student groups. The second one was that, um, you know, school students in public schools, um, primary and secondary, can, you know, be free to express their religion. Um, on those campuses, you know, they should be allowed to say grace before meals. If a high schooler wants to share religious materials with another student, they should have the freedom to do that. And then the school board uh, must say, you know, to the government that they do not have any rules that prohibit religious expression. And they also have to make sure that there's a clear process to address religious discrimination at the school. So not only are they being proactive, they're actually making sure that there are defense mechanisms in place if religious discrimination occurs. Uh, so that'll protect students uh, who, you know, are in elementary school and high school and who are, you know, finding out about their religious beliefs and want the freedom, you know, to express those. And the last one, you know, is kind of similar to what we've been kind of fighting for, you know, here in Texas. And this new uh, proclamation would prohibit the government from imposing insurance or notice requirements um, on religious organizations that would not occur to secular organizations. And it's saying that religious organizations can apply for the same awards as secular organizations as well. And also that religious organizations can proclaim their faith and be true to who they are and still be partners with the government. And you kind of see the parallel between that proclamation and a little between, you know, the Save Chick-fil-A law. But you know, it's basically saying that, you know, if you're a religious organization that provides social services, um, you should have the freedom to do that. And, you know, a, I think a majority, I don't know the exact percentage, but the majority of social services actually do come from religious organizations. So that's a very important role. And we thank um, the administration for, you know, helping with that. In other news, we also want to talk about uh, another victory from this past session. SB 22 just is the law that keeps on giving. You know, we find out things, you know, every day that this law does that we didn't even know 
uh, it would do. And so last week, the Texas Attorney General, Kim Paxton, actually issued a letter uh, because someone asked the question, you know, there's this system set up where if you work for the government, uh, you can have a certain amount taken out of your paycheck and that automatically go to some sort of charity. And I didn't know this, and maybe you didn't know this, but one of those charities uh, was Planned Parenthood. So you had state government employees having an amount taken out of their paycheck going straight to Planned Parenthood, and it's alleged that they were getting $180,000 a year for this. And so someone asked the question, you know, can we still do this under SB 22? And the Texas Attorney General said you cannot because that is a donation and it's funding Planned Parenthood and it's government money because the money is coming directly from the government paycheck to the organization and that is in direct violation of SB 22. So the funding for Planned Parenthood continues to whittle down uh, with this law and this law, you know, um, SB 22 might 22 might be the lucky number for the year because, you know, this is a law that keeps on giving. We knocked out Planned Parenthood and now we're knocking out, you know, donations, um, Planned Parenthood out of the schools. And now we're knocking down donations to Planned Parenthood. Um, lastly, I do want to mention, since this is an election year and, you know, the primaries are upon us and you need to know who to vote for. So please go to txvalues.org. Uh, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter so you can learn about the people we are endorsing um, in the upcoming election. Oh, so go to TX Values Action. So that's our action arm and our political arm. So go to txvaluesaction.org uh, to find our endorsements. And it will be action for Facebook and Twitter as well. Well, thank you so much for tuning into the Texas Values Report. And we'll see you next week. Thank you.